Welcome to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and Sapro. On this podcast, we share ideas and hear from guests about how they find, retain, develop, and advance women and other underrepresented groups in their accounting firms. Now, on to our guest. I wanted to include a brief program note. This episode was recorded before the wildfires started in Maui. Later in the episode, we reference Hawaii as a wonderful destination and truly hope that Maui recovers as quickly as possible and can rebound beautifully from the devastating summer it has experienced. Thank you so much for being here today for our Move Like This podcast episode that is focused on Beach Fleischman, an Arizona firm. And today I am talking to Karen Matul, who is COO and Principal and Kim Pascal, who is also COO of the tax department and a principal at Beach Fleischman. So thank you so much for being here today, ladies. Thank you. This is one of the first ones we've done with two people. So I'm very excited to get both your perspectives on all of these different topics. But first, let's take a minute to introduce Beach Fleischman and tell us a bit about what you think makes the firm unique in public accounting. Beach Fleischman is a locally owned public accounting firm. We have two offices. Our original location is in Tucson, Arizona, and we also have a location in Phoenix, Arizona. So as far as what makes us unique in public accounting, first and foremost, I believe it's our culture We have a very friendly, inviting culture. Quite frankly, that's one of the reasons that I've been at this firm so long. I've been at Beach Fleshman for 26 years. Wow. And um, it's largely due to the people that I work with, people that are super smart, very technical, but also have personality. I kind of joke that we're accountants with personality, which you don't see every day. Got it. It is a really fun, respectful, safe, collaborative place to work. And I've been here 15 years, certainly. Human resources folks don't stay at an employer if it's not a wonderful place to work. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. One of the areas where Beach Fleischman seems to stand head and shoulders above other firms is in your efforts to recruit and ability to successfully retain women. Do you feel like this is by design or more a response to the culture you just talked about? I would say it's a little of both. Definitely, um, there is design there. We uh, try to focus on what, not only what women are passionate about in the area of public accounting, but also what works best for them in order for them to be successful. So is that flexibility? Is that training? Is it CPE? Uh, Years ago, a few years ago, Kim and I, thanks to the MOVE survey, Kim and I created a women's initiative that we now call Women Rise. And each year we, in addition to participating in the MOVE survey and learning about what other firms are doing, um, we also go for full day a business development, professional development, that's all of the women in the firm. So we bring all the women from our various offices to a location. We have a speaker that teaches teaches us 
about different topics that we as professional women want to learn. And that's really caught on at the different schools that we recruit from. So we recruit from schools that are near the um, Arizona-Mexico border. So we recruit from New Mexico State University in Las Cruces, New Mexico, the University of Arizona, Northern Arizona University, as well as Grand Canyon University here in um, Arizona as well. And those young college graduate males and females uh, they both bring attention to the fact that we have this women's initiative, this women's rise that really focuses on how to make women more successful in public accounting. I like that you are recruiting a lot locally, but I also understand that you're doing some remote hiring of people that may not be in the area. Tell me a little bit about that too. We do. You know, I would say until probably about two years ago, every remote worker that Beach Fleischman has was a prior in-house Beach Fleischman uh, employee who perhaps moved to some other part of the country because there's maybe their spouse received a job somewhere else. So we've been familiar with remote working for, you know, 15 plus years, which I think um, helped us be successful during the COVID era. And so we then started to really look seriously at recruiting remotely for people who haven't worked in our offices before. And so we do with the help of an external um, recruiter, we do hire across the country um, at both Beach Fleischman and our subsidiary companies. So we have people in Minnesota, we have people in California, we have people in Texas, Colorado, Ohio, just across the country. So many firms have really embraced that philosophy and I love to see it. I think it opens a lot of opportunities for people that may be in very small towns or places where there's just not a huge number of career options, but they're very talented and love what they do. So I love the fact that you're reaching out and frankly, it's great for the firm too, because you're able to take advantage of these people that may not be in your immediate area, but can really add to the services that your firm provides. One of the things in last year's move report we talked about was how Beach Fleischman is more flexible in how employees move through the firm or move up the ranks. Tell me about how this is done or how it is structured and the results that you've seen from taking this more flexible approach. Over the past, I would say five to seven years, we've come to realize how important it is to be flexible with particularly our female workforce with all the different life changes that we go through when we have children, need child care, all the various things that we go through as working professionals. And so we have adopted a lot of flexibility in our career paths. We have various paths that people can go on and it's women and men as well whereby you don't have to be on a single path to get to partner. If you are, you know, just starting your family and you don't have maybe as much time and energy as you would need to go straight on the path to partner, you can take a different path. You can go at your own pace. And by taking the different path, that doesn't mean that you've taken yourself off of the path to partner. You just have taken maybe a longer path, but 
once you decide you're ready to get back on the partner path, there's no reason that you can't do that. There's no restrictions on that. So we like to be as flexible as we can. We also have one woman in particular that I'm thinking of started here as a receptionist 30 years ago, was encouraged by the partners to go back and get her accounting degree. She came back, she worked in the accounting department. She had a daughter and just, let's see, she she worked here for about 23 years. There was an opportunity to start a new niche practice at our firm, which she stepped into and started our outsourced accounting services department. And um, she's a partner in the firm now. So we're super proud of her. And you just have to be willing to be aware and step up when opportunities arise. And if you're willing to do that, there's a place for you. And that's outstanding. And just a way that you can take advantage in some ways of the talents that lie within the firm. You know, Mm -hmm. you hear so many stories about people that are really passionate about whatever it might be. And the firm isn't necessarily that way. And so they wind up leaving to go find somewhere where they can really follow their true passion. And in that case, the firm loses out on somebody that could be wonderful contributor to the firm as a whole. And I would imagine in today's talent shortage that we you can't open anything without seeing many, many, many stories about it. And I'm sure you would have lots of stories to share on that front as <laughs> HR professionals, being able to hang on to the talented people you have and offer them opportunities is a great way to retain them at your firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and, and that flexibility too, I love that you can kind of say, you know, and I'm on this interstate highway to partnership, but whatever life is happening. So I might need to go through this neighborhood over here for a little bit and then eventually get back on the interstate highway. I think that flexibility is, has to be fully embraced and really appreciated by those at Beach Fleischman. I also understand that a few years ago, you restructured your management committee to ensure that women and other diverse candidates are rotated in and can contribute to important decisions made at this level. So what made you decide to do this and how did you go about it? And was there any pushback from others at the firm? Around that time, we were having a transition of leadership. And so it seemed to be timing was right for us to look at the structure of the management committee. We knew at the time that we had um, founders, senior partners that were either retired or soon to be retiring. And so the decision really that was, it was supported by all of the partner group was to not only bring on more women onto what we would consider sort of the permanent management committee. So Kim and I are uh, two members that are permanently on the management committee because of the positions that we hold, but to also have a rotating piece of membership on that committee. And that was to allow additional women, but also to allow for the succession So the younger generation, the younger partners to also be in the room. So I think we looked at that, you know, getting the right folks in the room. But then we've done a lot of work through the Women Rise that I talked about 
on not just being in the room, but having a say when you're in the room and having your say be meaningful when you're in the room. And so we've worked really hard uh, to do that. And everybody seems to be pleased with the way the new, I'll call it the new management committee, uh, the rules of the new management committee, we rotate every two years with those, those rotating members. We also learned through, through Women's Rise and in conjunction with all these changes, how to, as women, how to support each other as opposed to not having each other's backs. So we learned how to work together and to really help lift each other up when it comes to important decisions, as opposed to sometimes when uh, in the past, if someone spoke up, they might feel like they're on an island by themselves, but we've learned to really come together and support each other to achieve our common goals. Oh, I think that's great. And I love the idea of every two years or rotating in younger professionals and others at the firm who may not have reached a principal or partner level yet, but really do plan to be there. And their voice is as important, if not even in some cases more important when you're making decisions about the future of the firm, I would think. Well, they do have to be partners in order to be on that rotation. We have some very young partners that were not a part of the management committee in the past. So their voice is there. But to your point, anyone in the firm can put something on the management committee agenda. And so that we do try to capture the voices of everybody in the firm. You don't have to be on the management committee to have you know, a say in what's on the agenda if you want something you know, addressed at that level, then we do have a vehicle for that as well. That gives people that often don't have a voice in that sort of decisions or in firm leadership or direction of where it's going to have a voice in what is discussed. I would like to know as people who have been with your firm for literally decades, what advice do you have for other firms that are looking to expand their talent pipeline and specifically attract women and a more diverse workforce. I 100% believe that you have to lead by example. Some of the things that we've done where we've opened up leadership roles to women, we've helped build women up to be able to step up into those leadership roles. I think that's first and foremost, the most important thing. And then after that, I believe it's, you know, the marketing, how you present it on the website, also word of mouth, because if people in the accounting profession have friends that work at a firm that's culturally diverse and um, has a great women's program, I believe that those are the places people want to work. And then those people are attracted to want to work at our firm. Yes. And often what may start as a women's program or a policy that is very beneficial to women, I have found in my conversations with firms is that men love that flexibility too. And it's just good for the firm as a whole, even though it may have started out as more of a quote, women's initiative everybody benefits from greater flexibility and opportunities to succeed in the way that works best for them. So I want to finish with some um, just kind of fun questions. And I'll ask each of you these. So when you were five years old, 
What did you want to be when you grew up? We'll start with Karen. <laughs> well, that's a kindly question because I wanted to be a professional women's soccer player. So watching the Women's World Cup right now is is pretty exciting for me. Obviously, I didn't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's a pretty cool goal, I think. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Kim? And for me, this is going to sound very strange, but I wanted to be a professional women's golfer. Oh, wow. So you both had aspirations to be in professional sports or, yeah, that's very cool. So if you were given the chance to travel anywhere you could for free, no worries about time off from work or anything like that, where would you go and why? Kim, I'll start with you. This is the one I didn't think about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's okay. How about you, Karen? This one was hard. So, because I feel like it's not super exciting. I thought, okay, I guess I would go to Italy. But then when you added the part about as much time off of work, uh, then probably Hawaii. I like that idea of just kicking back and then enjoying the scenery and the water. I have a huge connection to water. So anywhere close to water makes me happy. Right. So I would say it would have to be a beach and somewhere that's not too hot. So (laughs) I'm, I'm kind of thinking somewhere in California. I like that. I have to say I lived a year in Northern California and in I lived in San Jose and would go over to Santa Cruz quite a bit, just oddly enough to study. I was in grad school at the time, but the water there is so cold that you don't want to get into it. So maybe like mid California, Southern California, where <laughs> yeah, cool. the weather is tends to be pretty beautiful. And then finally, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I would say mine would be to be able to predict the future. How would you be a true superpower? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Necessarily read people's minds, just be able to predict the future. Very cool. And Karen? Mine would be a time traveler, be able to go back in time and maybe do some things differently, but it kind of goes along with Kim, like predicting the future, (laughs) maybe to have a little more control over the future. So I'd want to go back in time to fix some of those things. Okay. So you go back and fix the things and (laughs) predict the future from that point on. Exactly. I think I can get behind that. We're a good team. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you sharing some of the secret sauce that makes Beach Flashman such a great firm and really appreciate your time and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Move Like This, brought to you by the Accounting Move Project and sponsored by Moss Adams and SACPRO. If you'd like to learn more, visit our website at accountingmoveproject.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and colleagues too. I'm your host, Bonnie Buell-Russick, and until next time, keep moving forward.